Switzerland very old-fashioned? How risky is it to give up working for motherhood? We gave some answers to the question if one should in part one. Now we are actually looking into the financials and go into the question, what are the real life consequences of actually doing it? I have always heard that Norway is a great place for women. How much easier is it for a woman in Norway than elsewhere? Hannah, you are actually from there. I am from Norway. Um, although I've lived um, all of my adult life elsewhere. Um, but it's a very egalitarian country. All of Scandinavia is really. And they have uh, a right to a full child care from the child is one year. That happened in 2006. And uh, it's really now embedded in the culture that all all kids they go they go to daycare and you go back to work they have shorter work days than here that sounds great <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it does sound great but, you know it's a they are a very wealthy country very small country and they have a yeah they have a lot of money so it's um we have to be careful before we liken ourselves too much that we you know in switzerland or the u.s that they want to become like the scandinavian countries you really have to keep in mind they are small countries and very wealthy countries sweden not so much you know mm-hmm. i'm as I'm talking about Norway, really. Mm-hmm. And they have very high father involvement. And they're very good at accommodating for when the kids are sick and that you have to go or that you have to go to pick up your kids uh, in the daycare. That, that's what, what I've heard, that they, they can more easily do those sort of things than we can do here. Yeah, and they're fav- famous for their uh, maternity leave, obviously. We've heard that. Yeah, and uh, it used to be that you had twelve months that was paid out, mm-hmm. and then you can sort of you could choose a bit who who took uh, which weeks, so mm-hmm. the mother took the most, and then you could say, okay, the father wants to take this and this much, but then they found that it wasn't really easy for the fathers to take it voluntarily because okay. they would then be compared to the fathers who didn't take that leave so they Ah, had to make it a quota they had to make it then mandatory which they did a couple years ago and then you know the fathers have now 15 weeks Mm -hmm. uh you take it or you leave it so so if you do not take it it then you don't get yeah then you don't get uh get that money that's how they force basically Mm, yeah you don't have to strongly you don't have that job for those 15 weeks no no it's Mm -hmm. just you don't you don't have the right to that money okay so so at most the mom can take seven months Mm -hmm. um that when she takes everything and what's happened is this came out in a report last year half of moms take unpaid leave in addition, in addition mm-hmm. to to the maximum. Okay. And okay. then you get into the questions that I think we'll talk about today, then what happens with all of these, uh, the financial considerations mm-hmm. when you take unpaid leave. But mm-hmm. that's, to me, when I saw that statistic, it was like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> this, is, this isn't going our way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially when it was paid before. Because in Switzerland, it's also quite common that people take unpaid leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, did. Exactly. Because you only get four months. Now, that also sounds like a judgment. It's great that we get four months paid for that. But still, it is very common that then women tend to take unpaid leave as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So because of the way it's set up, you have almost a 50% tax burden in Norway, which kicks in quite early. Mm -hmm. And because all these things are included 
Yeah. So it's not for free. Mm-hmm. It's really mm-hmm. you do you do pay for it. Mm-hmm. That's uh, I think important to be uh, to be said. So you, if you choose not to take the childcare options, then you're sort of punished for that a little bit. Also, people without kids, right? Yeah, yeah. They they also have. Oh, you have quite a high tax rate i would say compared to switzerland mm-hmm. but then you have the perception is that of course you get stuff for free but as you said it's just another mechanism right using yeah and now yeah. they're mm-hmm. they're increasing the tax burden so we have like an influx of rich uh, norwegians now in switzerland ah, hello like, we'll take you yeah of course of course welcome <laughs> yeah. welcome we also have mountains you can see here <laughs> but what's really interesting is that you see in norway you take all of these measures towards equality mm-hmm. uh, but still we have like the most female nurses the most like we cannot fill the uh, top exec positions with women the way that we want to we really you really see a difference in what mm-hmm. then when all the cultural hindrances are removed what do women choose yeah then the personality differences are exacerbated they really come out strongly mm-hmm. so that that's what we see which i think is really interesting you have con- conservative countries like bulgaria and spain that have a much higher rate of female this that and the other mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. uh when you think okay it shouldn't really be that way yeah yeah that, that is that is very <clears throat> interesting when you basically give women the choice to do whatever they want to they choose or they tend to to choose those typical women occupations yeah, as we would you, call you it. Yeah, you are then free to just choose what interests you. Yeah. And you don't really because you'll be fine exactly. either way. Mm-hmm. So in Norway you're really able to uh, reach that what we would call the perfect work-life balance. Like people here are striving for that. And I think in Nor- in Norway you have a very good chance of of getting that. But you still have so many women who who suffer, who have burnouts. And in 2020, you really had 22% of all women went to the GP because of psychiatric symptoms. And then I think we have to ask ourselves, what are we missing? Are we making women as happy as they can be mm-hmm. by shooting in all these equality measures without stopping to think, okay, what, what does society look like now? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like now this going over to to the other extreme with almost taking taking leave away from women in this chase after equity, not mm-hmm. um, equality of opportunity. Mm-hmm. But you mm-hmm. really see, you, know, you want it to be exactly 50-50 in all areas of life. Do women gain from that or lose? Mm-hmm. And I think we have to look at what's happening in psychiatry. Of But course. we really have to, as you said, also look at the what are the financial situations. And, and uh, you're very good at that. So I want to hear from you. What are the considerations that you would make and mm-hmm. you would tell your daughter to make? Okay. So now here comes just a financial perspective. I'm taking the numbers from Switzerland because this is the country we both live in. Mm-hmm. So we've heard about the gender wealth gap that we have in in Switzerland. We have it also in other countries. And I've looked into some statistical numbers from the Federal Statistical Office in Switzerland. It's <laughs> so official, right? It's not fancy. So in 2020, the pay gap between men and women was 18%. And within that, they said some of the factors can be explained 
by, for example, qualification, years of experience, all those things that does make sense that you earn less than mm-hmm. the other. But there was also, um, I think it was almost 50, not exactly 50, but um, a bit a bit under that, mm-hmm. um, where they say they cannot explain it by those logical factors. Because yeah, th- I've heard that if you, if you really just um, account for hours worked yeah. over a lifetime... Mm-hmm. And uh, what you choose, which fields you choose to go into, mm-hmm. the the pay gap almost disappears. Not according to the statistics okay. that I was looking at. I also heard that women from in their twenties till till the thirty mm-hmm. make more than men. Also not field. in that report. No, <laughs> no. So the federal I statistical think there are a lot office. Of different, uh, I think I think because I really trust this federal statistical office to be honest, because mm-hmm. this is from our. Uh, from our state, like the, the official yeah. source that we have. What what was interesting in this report, what I thought, because I always thought we start equal when we mm-hmm. enter into the, the, the labor market. And we do not. It is a very, very small percentage, but still it is 7% that it cannot explain why women earn less in yeah. the same jobs. And honestly, I don't think we have in Switzerland an issue with discriminating women that's a bold statement i'm making now yeah. but i think i because i looked at myself right um and i just thought i never choose a job for financial gains i never did that i, I took the job that sparked my interest that i thought i would just like to do mm-hmm. and now i almost like in my mid-30s and i see that of course i could have done better Mm-hmm. When I started to have those yeah, when tough you compare with the others who have the same exactly. or the same age, you say you see exactly. that they make a lot more than you do, and and they just negotiate right. it better. They, they neg- oh, they did negotiate. I first think a thing. lot can be done with assertiveness exactly. training, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, so this number, I don't think there is like something in the system that discriminates us. I think mm-hmm. women, we have this in in our first episode. Tend with the personality because we're traits. more agreeable. We are more so, agreeable, so mm-hmm. we we to just learn to be a little bit more elbows out. And exactly. Say what we what we want. Exactly. Find out what we want. Yeah. Because what I'm thinking when I hear those numbers is okay. If women um, are paid, what do you say, seven uh, percent less for the same when, job when or eighteen when they start, when they start out? If if it is so that you. If you're uh, as a as a company, if you're allowed to pay women less for mm-hmm. the same job with the same qualifications, mm-hmm. if I was an employer and I have a fiduciary responsibility, mm-hmm. I would just hire women. Yeah. If yeah. they're cheaper labor. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I've seen another report that it really depends on the industry. In medicine, it seems very equal. The worst is actually banking consulting. Right. And, yeah. and I was also thinking that if we're going to take, just take, okay, where women come out worse, mm-hmm. like this, okay, women are paid less. Let's just assume that that's, that that's the case. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then we also have to see where women are doing better. So there are much m- more women in, in master's degrees. Yes. Many more women in uh, uh, in uh, in nursing in uh, in medicine, right? Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. So, will it would it be equality to say, okay, we have to take these women out of the master's programs and onto the oil rigs, or <laughs> into because because that, that's the that's the danger. I think we have mm-hmm. to say, okay, if, if if we talk about this so much, then yeah. we also have to be okay. 
yeah. when they take away our maternity leave and give it to the guys. Exactly. Even no, but, some but, of the guys was, don't want it. What, what I was thinking is, uh, you said you said a, a good point with the with the degree because in Switzerland, I think fifty four percent it is of the the master's degree or higher education is going towards women. Mm-hmm. So we is this higher than men? Yeah. So also paid much by the taxes of Switzerland, right? They support it strongly. Mm-hmm. So I also thought we put all this money into education of women, mm. but then we start while they are working, we start losing them at some point in the labor market. And we thought we should also find a way to actually use them mm-hmm. more, mm-hmm. make use of the investments we've made. It doesn't make sense for me if you have those highly you know, educated women, and then do not find a place to have them in society somewhere where we actually can benefit more from them. Speaking of investments, yeah. that's very much in the wind now. And you told me that the other day, that that um, that we don't invest as much yeah, as the men. It's a shame. And that you said that that was something that you would have done differently. Oh, yes, definitely. Definitely. So, I, I don't haven't invested anything. I think I'm, I tell my husband not to because I'm so risk averse. Haha, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Exactly. That's exactly the point. So when we talked about wealth gap, we just now talked about salary, the income that we have, but it doesn't stop there. You, you said it right. Um, women tend to invest less than men. Mm. So it's all called investment gap. And it is due to women being more risk averse, not that interested. Yeah. Also, lack yeah. of interest. I mean, yeah, I'm, yeah, not it's a lot of work. The, I'm not checking We're... the stock market. <laughs> it's like I have better things to do. But but it is funny because when there are also statistics that show that women are actually the better investors. Maybe that's now a personal assumption because they are a bit risk averse. Because when you take risks in, when investing, mm-hmm. you have the possibility of gaining a lot, but also losing mm-hmm. uh, a lot, right? So if you are a bit more conservative when investing, over the period of time, it pays out. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm not a financial advisor, so don't take my words here for granted. But if you have a very long horizon for investing, then it's worth it. But it's not as a lottery where you do like you get this million within two years. Mm-hmm. And you, you you also need a bit of money that you can put into the stock market, for example, and leave it there for, let's say, 10 years and do not touch it. Yeah. Because if you are dependent on that money, mm-hmm. then you are actually dependent on the fluctuation of the course and then it gets dangerous. Right. So you, you, you need to have a certain amount that you can say, you know what, this is my saving. I, I invest it in mm-hmm. something for the next 10 years mm-hmm. and then you will have a gain. When you look at, of course, the, the past um, or how do you say the data that we have collected right. over the, the years. Yeah, because I've been thinking, okay, if Eliana comes to me and she says, uh, you know, I, I want to do what you do. I just, I want to be with my kids. Mm-hmm. I want to, you know, I trust my, my husband. I trust what we have and I'm going to leave the workforce completely for yeah. uh, for 10 years or, or 15 years I'm thinking I might not trust her husband as much as she does yeah so I want her to have <laughs> security yes and uh, make smart choices and I and I was thinking okay where could that money 
come from mm -hmm. that would make her because whenever you have a risk you have yep. to then either hedge or mitigate yeah exactly so you could say okay how much money do people usually give for weddings nowadays Ooh. these what a hundred thousand yeah. uh, uh, francs know. yeah it, mm -hmm. it was for us and mm -hmm. we i mean we had basically a lot of do-it-yourself even mm -hmm. we spent so much money and i'm thinking okay We'll say this is what we have set aside to mm -hmm. to to spend for you on this and that, and uh, if this is the life that you want to choose, then I would take half of it mm -hmm. and invest it. Yeah, and uh, and then have rather a small wedding, but that sort of mm -hmm. m make her uh, think about these choices from early on. That mm -hmm. this is like money has a has a value, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. this is how much we'd want to spend. Mm -hmm. And if you want to make these life choices, then ha make sure that you have security and then invest it. Yeah, well, that that, that is what my my mother did did for me. Mm. Um, so. Interesting. She, she invested some money, mm. I think, when I was born, and she just left it there. And, you know, it was just invested. And now, of course, I have much more now left than if she would just save it in cash. Oh, she sounds like a very wise woman. <laughs> she she actually is. We should invite her once. It's like, give us yeah, your and tips. And I think it's, com it's yeah. it should be completely okay that, mm -hmm. that women don't think about uh, money and making as much as possible their whole lives as yeah. because that's what it shows that we, we're, we're amazing at, at thinking about our careers and then mm -hmm. it, it comes to a point where that loses its its significance mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. uh, you know I've seen this with with, uh, with so many women who come come with burnouts more women than men mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and burnout is a, it's a irrelevant how much you worked how many hours yep. and sometimes it could be like after six months in some job that mm -hmm. at some point you just realize oh, it doesn't carry the same meaning as it did mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. a year ago when i started or two yep. years ago and then you you have these symptoms of a burnout you can't sleep very well you're thinking all the time you're losing your concentration mm -hmm. so so that's where it interests me mm -hmm how can we how can we improve for women yeah one one thing that i wanted to talk about numbers is that women pay more attention to this money question because if you do not do it you are worse off than you might think mm -hmm. and i don't want to scare anyone mm -hmm. i mean i think with with my salary i could perfectly finance myself mm -hmm. it is not that i I have now an issue mm. that I didn't negotiate, but I would be better off if I had paid more attention to the question of money. And Because you would have then negotiated differently. I would have negotiated mm. differently. Mm. And in Switzerland, we haven't talked about that yet. Um, part, working part-time is very common. Yeah, you have to tell me about that. Because yeah. this is one of these questions I always get when I mm -hmm. <laughs> tell people about the joys of being a stay-at-home mom. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's like I can see that, yeah, okay, yeah, that sounds good. Like all this time with, my, with your kids and mm -hmm. all of that. But... If you get divorced, there's this fear because so many get divorced. Yeah. And I've chosen to work part time or not at all. Mm -hmm. Then what happens to all of my pension? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that that it it is scary. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. So please. It 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 is scary. So part time is a model that we have in Switzerland that many women follow. So after they give birth to a child, <laughs> they. 
start or they, they are on maternity leave, maybe some unpaid leave, and then they go back with a capacity, let's say, of 60%. Mm-hmm. And then they work 60% to have those two days with the kid because childcare in Switzerland is quite expensive. So then you have it maybe three days in the in the Krita, it's called in, in Switzerland, and three days you're working. Of course, you only earned then 60% of the salary you had before. Of course. <laughs> That's you a logical less. consequence. Yeah. And also this has an impact on your career, obviously, because you're less there. Right. So all of that sounds logic. And the thing is that works until your marriage falls apart. I think the one thing that is good about part-time, you are already in the labor market. You are already working. So if you then have an issue with money, Mm -hmm. you could talk to your employer and increase the percentages you're working. Right. So that is is one thing. So that that is already good news. Mm -hmm. The bad news is when you are working 60%, you only pay also 60% into your pension. Mm -hmm. In Switzerland, you have a pension that... To very simplify it is depending on m- how much you have paid into that during your right. your so but you have time. one like minimum uh, existence uh, pension right like in Norway from the so there's one from the states yes. but then there's the a second one that when you 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 work mm-hmm. and then a part of that goes to the pension yes, yes. um and then there's the third where you can the third one is not mandatory. The third one, everybody needs to get active. That doesn't happen automatically. Oh, but yeah, and right, you can do the like third, a house uh, or so. Here, you can, you can, if you buy a house, then that can be a part of the it, third It can thing, be right? a part, yes. So, so there is the third pillar, just to, to mention it quickly, is um, you need to open an account actively. You pay in there. There is a maximum amount you can pay in there um, every year. You pay it into that account and you cannot touch that money mm-hmm. until you get retired. Yeah, because it's tax uh, deductible. It's tax deductible, mm-hmm. exactly. Right. But when you buy a house mm-hmm. or when you found your own company, then you can use that money. But um, also to be able to do that, you have to work mm-hmm. because it is actually connected to the second pillar that is covered by your employer. Mm-hmm. So you can only do that while you're working. Mm-hmm. When you don't have a salary, you cannot have either of those. Right. But when so you I are... can tell my husband that, okay, if you get anything in a bonus, then that mm-hmm. goes into my pension account. Like you can put in, like you can make sure that as the non-working or, or the part-time working spouse who takes yep. care of the kids, yep. that you have a separate account that is like, when you're working. a pension, yes. a pension, a company, it is, I, I mean, a pension, it's, it's your money that goes into us to do a savings account yeah. to make sure you have money for your retirement. Yeah. Yeah. And those are considerations that you could also, if oh, you're yes, clever you about should. it, you and, should. I know, and I know in Norway, you can do it as a contractual, because usually it's not a part of a divorce settlement, mm-hmm. the pension, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is a problem, mm-hmm. but you can contractually make it so that it's, it is a part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're not, if if the other, if the other spouse mm-hmm. is not working, I don't mm-hmm. know if you can here. You can. It it really depends on the form of marriage mm. you choose in Switzerland because there are different ones. <laughs> the most common one is when you get divorced, the pension gets split, like the for the time you had been married. Mm-hmm. So when let's make it easy, in year two thousand you got married. Mm-hmm. 2010 you get divorced 
for those 10 years, the pension of both of you, mm-hmm. if you were working or not, mm-hmm. gets split and divided. Right. That's like the normal case. Of course, there are contracts you can make as a couple, but this is like the, the basic rule. The thing is, after the divorce, mm-hmm. you cannot access his pension anymore. Of course, of course not. not. Of course, of not. course but not. That is important because when you are not working, mm-hmm. you get an amount of money on the day of the divorce. Mm-hmm. But after that, that doesn't happen anymore. So if you are not working, you don't have a pension after that. And when you get divorced in your mid-40s, mm-hmm. that is actually a problem because you miss the last 20 years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So also the moment of divorce is very crucial um, how long you had been married, if it's just right before retirement. Well, probably you are good off with, with that money. But but yeah, if yeah. it is too early... Right. Then it, you have to enter the, a... the, the workforce again or you yes. should have been very careful with savings mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. until that. I mean, mm-hmm. I always tell my husband when he... Because, you know, he can really go full out in his career now and yeah. I take care of everything else and every time he gets a bonus, I say, that's my money. Yeah. All right? <laughs> because because you you earned it both. Right. Come on. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, it's, it's teamwork. Yeah. But he's very good with that. I mean, yeah. he's... Uh, yeah, he looks out for me. And that's why I think, that's why I always think, yeah, these things are a, a huge risk. And yes, the divorce rate is high and all of that. You do have an element of control. Mm-hmm. I want to tell her, be very selective when you choose, when you choose a and spouse, when be, you get don't married. don't be afraid to talk about those things. Yeah, because absolutely. Th- there this ha- is can't be thing. anything you don't talk about in a marriage. That is right. But I know so many women who do not want to talk about finances. Well, I mean, we get see over it. I, yeah. That's a fear. You know, have to, but, you but, have but to manage it. it but who comes and talks to the banker? Yeah. It's the man. The wife is not even present. When I, I always to... go in and get very excited. Oh, it's like, hi, just well, not working. And then you just see the light go out in their <laughs> eyes. And they, <laughs> then they're not talking to me after that. <laughs> like, they don't look. But, but then, they're like, but then okay, you have a bad banker. You should <laughs> yes. change banks. I once I went to the bank to get a credit card. My husband won't let me forget it, and I signed the wrong. So I was like, "Yeah, okay, yeah, sure, sure." Sign, sign. Oh, I, was, no. I was very hungry. <laughs> a week later, I get four credit cards. Oh no! <laughs> I love it. And I was like, "What did you do?" I love it. I love it. But one thing I also want to mention because now we talked about marriage, divorce, and stuff. We also see the development that so many couples do not get married. Yeah, that's very. And the man says, "Oh well, it's just, it's just a piece of paper. Like, what does it piece matter?" Of paper. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then, as we talk about finances today, and not about emotions and feelings, we just park that for now. I was um, going to talk a little bit about emotions later, if I may, but that. Uh, you know, not sure. Okay. No, I'm not sure. Fine. <laughs> you just give me a sign, and I'll be exactly. all over that. Exactly. No, but in in Switzerland, not getting married, you don't have any legal protection. Mm. So when you stop working as a not married woman, that can be a big issue because then you break up, you split. It's not a divorce and you have nothing. Mm. You have no rights. The kids, they do because, of course, it's their father. So he has to pay for the kids. Mm -hmm. But for you... So you don't get alimony. Nada. That's not good. Of That's course, good. of course, you I've can. I've never put myself um, in that situation. Yeah, of course, huh. they say you can make contracts by yourself. 
mm-hmm. and they are also pushing some templates for that into the market and um you of course you can see a lawyer and you can you know try to do certain things but it is very very difficult it needs a lot of work mm-hmm. and nothing is guaranteed mm-hmm. you win it you will end up in court and you will end up having all those difficult arguments so, so also money wise if one person in this couple is it the man or the woman if one is financially worse off than the other not to get married can be very dangerous yeah i think that that's uh, also for the for the kids i have to say i mean statistically kids of married couples you know, who mm-hmm. stay together mm-hmm. are are way more successful in life than than those of of non-married couples so just for the children get married if it's just a piece of paper then it doesn't matter to you anyway but it matters for the children Mm -hmm. Um, and also for the finances (laughs) just think about so so my advice for everyone before you make any decision getting married not to get married have um, a kid with a man in your life anything just check also what what are the implications financially for you? Don't be too naive and just do not just close your eyes and get yourself into something without knowing what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. And if we're talking about divorce, it's uh, I've had people in the clinic who've had gone through custody battles and been through, through divorce court and all of that. It's hell. Mm-hmm. It really is. And afterwards, if you have a child, you can never really separate from that person. That's the thing we don't really think about. Yeah. Especially not when we're young. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That if you have a child with someone, there's no oh, clean break and then you live your separate lives. Mm-hmm. You're involved with that person forever. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Because I say, I say hopefully because you don't want the father of your kid to disappear. Needs no, to of play course a not. role yeah, in yeah, yeah. the kid's life. But it's, so. it's worth it to if you want to separate make that as painful as possible because yeah. you should stay together for the for mm-hmm. the children and for for yourself if you i'm saying if you can solve it yeah try as hard as you can don't run away at the first sign of adversity right yeah. not yeah. not stay together for 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 anything you know mm-hmm. but but really that's why i think a marriage contract is a is a good idea mm-hmm. because it really gives you that 100% commitment mm-hmm. and that you have to think at least 10 times through yeah if you want to separate yeah. yeah that it really it forces you a little bit to to get through it to work a bit harder right, that's... on your on your marriage yeah um yeah one thing i also wanted to mention because i said some things about how the pension might get split when when you get a divorce and everything it really depends on the the setup you're in and it it can be very individual so just go ask for a financial advisor mm-hmm. what it actually means there are many experts that help you actually like every bank offers it so if you have hard questions when it comes to finances go and seek an expert advice. It's really worth it. Yeah, all banks have this really good website now yeah. for like the questions. Exactly. I went to, mm-hmm. Yeah, I learned mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I also wanted to say something. I feel when we're, when, when we're speaking, it, it, it feels to me very much like it's, it's us against them again and mm-hmm. the men. And I, I don't want us to teach our daughter that there's this mean patriarchy mm-hmm. that's out to get them 
or this sort of wall of of white men who's standing between them and success. Mm -hmm. I don't think that will be conducive to them making good choices in their life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in a good marriage, you're thinking about each other the entire time and how to make it easiest and the best life for each other. It's Mm -hmm. not like my husband is making the money and then he's putting it in like his special treasure chest mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I don't have access to mm-hmm, or that mm-hmm. he has all this money that he spends on his equipment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's no, all this a one common pot, right? <laughs> As, and we budget for everything. Mm-hmm. So I think, and that's the good way to go. You're in one boat and you're going exactly. towards one common goal and, and that's how you'll succeed. Exactly. If, I, I, I completely agree. You sh- it should be a team working together instead of one against the other. Still, yeah. I think you should think about the risks and you should take Absolutely. that into to, to yeah, consideration yeah. To, to as well. make like, clever choices yeah. like uh, if you're not working, make sure you're paying money into account. Make sure that you're mm-hmm. not spending a lot of money early in your life when you have it, because mm-hmm. in because later in life you'll need it. Mm-hmm. Or make sure you're you're invest those smart choices. Mm-hmm. But I, it seems to me when we're talking about this unequal pay and there's not equality there and there's not equality here, that we're teaching our daughters more an us against them mentality that's not going to make them grow up and seek that loving spouse that mm-hmm. is out there yeah but that they'll get into that too late mm-hmm. i i see where you're coming from i just think for me because i never thought about those things it was also very hard for me to form my own opinion about things and i think you need that to have an you say in german eye to eye conversation like on an eye level conversation mm-hmm. with your spouse because talking about money can be hard mm-hmm. it can be very difficult yeah and i just hope that one day um my daughter or also your daughter or just the female next generation they are not so afraid to talk about those things yeah that that's, they, they, they lose that they're this more fear. Uh, yeah literate mm-hmm. on that mm-hmm. we had this rude awakening <laughs> my husband and i because uh, the year i came here from norway i hadn't paid my taxes correctly in norway <laughs> Because <sighs> uh, it was the first Take year I worked. Take a sip of coffee now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was, and it's exactly to what you're speaking about. And we didn't have those open conversations yeah. back then. The first year where we, where we met, you know, everything was just peachy, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah, I hadn't really understood the tax system in in Norway, and so I came here, and suddenly there was a bill for sixteen thousand yeah, francs because on the, the doorstep. Those, those bills they appear, they appear, <laughs> and they and it wasn't like oh you have a year to pay this up. It was nope. like it, within two months. It was it was rough. Yeah, that was yeah. rough. But we really we got through that, and we, it was uncomfortable, like mm-hmm. you say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But after that, it was it was a much easier. We broke that barrier, yep. I think. Yep. Also happened to me and and my partner. For a long time, we haven't talked about money. Maybe it's also a cultural thing. In Switzerland, you don't talk about money. You just do not. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not classy. No. And then at some point, we've started to have those conversations. And also from personal experience, it just gets easier. Also in the partnership, because you don't have this big thing that has an impact on your life mm-hmm. that you are just avoiding. And also he helps me with negotiating. 
because mm-hmm. he's a great negotiator. Yeah. And it's hard for me. So he preps me if I start to go into conversations. Yeah. Of course, I soften it a little. I can, <laughs> but, um, but, 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 but it actually helps me. So I also benefit now from actually his experience and how he was successful. So um, it's good to start those conversations. It's worth it. Right. Mm-hmm. But I want to know. Yeah. I want to know. Because we're speaking a little bit about Norway and, and Switzerland. Mm-hmm. So if your daughter suddenly came to you and said, you know, I'm in love with this super famous Norwegian guy. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're moving to Norway. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. What What would you tell her? So first I would call you and tell you very proudly that my daughter met this famous guy from Norway. So I want to know who that is because there are none. <laughs> I tried to okay. Google okay. who are famous Norwegians. <laughs> exactly. So, no, of course, like first, so she would tell me, you said she would tell me she, she moves to Norway, living with this guy, right? Mm-hmm. That was your question. First, it would be sad that she's moving away. Yeah. I have to say that. Yeah, I'm, I'm imagining, I, I don't have a daughter, right? I just imagine that I have a great relationship mm-hmm. with my daughter one day. So I think um, it will be painful for me to see her moving away. Um, still, I will be happy still in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, still close. I have a very good um, impression of Norway. But I also have to say I've never visited the country. So for me, it would be hard to form an opinion on Norway. I just think for her as a woman it can be a great place to be so it's not the worst country she, she could mention to me i have to say but what what's not your the take? worst it's <laughs> it's not the worst oh but it's the sun. very good that's Wait, the sun yeah uh, i would you know i would be a bit scared because i've heard it can be an issue the, we have, the we have sun sunrise. until two o'clock in the yeah winter. that's great that's great. In, in Oslo, <laughs> where I lived far up north, where they're, you know, through the winter, it's just dark. It's yeah, like see? living in Mordor. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. Was, I was so depressed when I came here. <laughs> I can't so... imagine. That would be, that, that. I think that would have a strong effect on me. I still have this, every time the sun is out, I have to go out. I have yeah, to go see? out. It drives, drives my husband crazy. Okay, but tell me. But, what, what, tell me. Did you no, say? I think... If you want to live the Scandinavian format of life, yeah. right? You want to go back to work. You want to, everything is set mm-hmm. for that for that life, and mm-hmm. then you'll have a good one. Mm-hmm. But I think if you're a high earner, if you're very conscientious and good about saving your money, investing your money, and budgeting, and all of those things from from the beginning, I I think you're a little bit punished for that. Then and that I think it's better for you. For you I've, here. I've heard I've heard once a statement that uh, Scandinavia does not allow you to get rich. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because, of course, it's very provocative, but, but I've heard that statement once because the taxes are so high. It, yeah. yeah, they are. During the pandemic, we had this, uh, we, we almost moved there because we really missed our family and mm-hmm. everything. And then we made a big Excel spreadsheet and how it would, which sort of life that yeah. we could have there versus mm-hmm. here. And yeah, we wanted to then buy a house because that's mm-hmm. that's the culture there. You buy yeah. um, a property, and we just wouldn't be able to afford that if I didn't go back to work. So uh, the thing yeah. we were mm-hmm. in front of this choice: if we moved there, then I had to go back to work yes. full time for us to have the space that we wanted for us. Otherwise, we'd have to make bigger sacrifices than we do here. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we do make sacrifices here because I'm not working, so I'm not earning. Mm-hmm. 
You're not, not those... working. You just do not have an income. Right. I don't <laughs> That's have a difference. Exactly. Yeah. I don't have an income. Mm-hmm. But uh, so we don't travel. We don't go to club meds like our like our friends do. We don't. There are a lot of things that we don't do, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, we have to work with. We need that income. Mm-hmm. I would say you know hold up because yeah. I I see what how much. M- we we spend on things mm-hmm. and I beg to differ. We, mm-hmm. we really mm-hmm. turned everything around and mm-hmm. made a list of everything that would be okay with sacrificing mm-hmm. for me to not work or even if I'd just be working 20 or 40 percent that's still mm-hmm. a huge chunk of income you're not getting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm interested in that we make the choice for the right reasons. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That it's not that you don't go back to work because you're you have fear of missing out or mm-hmm. that you're you fear of being dependent on your house because you're fear of of divorce mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. or any of these things that it just okay I, I want to go back to work because that's the right choice for me and my mental health yeah mm-hmm. and yeah I've met those women who mm-hmm. aren't happy working at or being at home mm-hmm. with their kids mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they have a passion for their job yeah that's but, just what um, i wanted to say yeah it, it gives you also sort of well, you need that personal development joy. yeah and that's that's fine mm-hmm. then do it mm-hmm. but i see many more cases where yeah. the women's like okay they're actually longing for what i have for that setup mm-hmm. but they're not doing it for one of these other reasons mm-hmm. and, yeah. and that i find maybe not the best development yeah yeah i I can see that so now we've talked about different aspects right that uh, Mm -hmm. should be considered yeah there's not one like perfect size fits fits all yeah it's really about personality differences Mm -hmm. and where you can have the best choice yeah so what would you tell your daughter i would say to her no matter if you're working or not be really selective mm-hmm. when you choose a husband so mm-hmm. that you have the most control mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that you really choose someone who puts you first. And then I would say, yeah, take, like I said before, take the money we would want to give you for a wedding. Yeah. Don't use it all. <laughs> take it. Uh, listen to our uh, later episode on investing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do that <laughs> so that you have the choice. Yeah. So that when it comes to it and you do want to spend I don't know how many years with your kids or work very little mm-hmm. that you don't feel like you have to make that choice for the wrong reasons yep. or that you have to make another choice and also to have some sort of I also see like to have some sort of fun money because that you don't feel bad if you if you want to have this sparkly red silly dress and it costs a fortune and you don't want to ask your husband to pay for it you need a bit of fun money just to pay it for yourself that's <laughs> i that's my trick but um this would not be my number one advice would you for say my that? daughter <laughs> go for okay. the right dress Get it. <laughs> let us hear the proper advice from the financial <laughs> yeah. advisor no uh, i'm not a financial advisor but okay. <laughs> uh, don't be afraid to look into the financial aspects i think that would be my number one advice and you don't have to do it alone you can seek for financial advice there are people that understand more from that question but get the right people around you to to form your own opinion and i think if you feel that you've been treated unfairly 
not from your spouse it can be from your spouse but also at work um, be brave and speak up mm-hmm. and start those negotiations because I think it can be worth it yeah definitely that's good advice that's that was better than mine <laughs> all right then so let's switch things up a little and let's dive into asking for a friend yay so Hannah what has been one of the funniest moments you've experienced as a therapist I've had so many (laughs) I don't I don't know where to start I realized I've I've had a lot of paranoid schizophrenics, Whoa. and those and and it's not you know I I really liked working with them and they were, they were really great people <laughs> but like sort of the funniest moment I had together with them not not like not laughing at them in <laughs> any way I never do that <laughs> I'm very respectful but but where we were really laughing together yeah because yeah. uh, most of them that they're aware that they're you know that they're paranoid and yeah that it's not really. And if you have a good yeah, because they seek rapport. also for therapy, right? right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, when yeah. We have, we said, and I, I had them for a long time, so we mm-hmm. had a good relationship then. And once it was, this, it was a young boy, and uh, well, he, he had hallucinations like they do. And uh, when we were sitting, and uh, he was, he was talking about how you know it, it was getting a little, a little worse. Mm-hmm. And then I saw that he was very distracted by something, and he kept like looking next to my chair, <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> And I asked him, is there something here in the room now? Mm-hmm. And he was like, and you could see he wanted to say no, but he couldn't. Because yeah. he knew that I knew him too well. So he's like, yeah, yeah, it's right next to your chair. And I like turned around, it's like, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't see anything. Like, can you, can you, can you talk more about what mm-hmm. you're seeing? And he was, he was describing it, but by that time, I, I started... I got so distracted by this thing that was next to my chair. So I like started looking and looking and I couldn't keep it. I I had this sort of transferred paranoia. And then he started laughing because he saw that I couldn't really listen because I was kept sort of looking. It was the weirdest thing. And yeah, so we had a a good moment then together. And he was like... And he he of course knew it's not actually real, right? Yeah, because he knew it was hallucinating. He was talking that it was getting worse and then... And what was yeah. it? What and was sitting next to you? Like it was, a, it it was a shadow of a person. Oh, okay. So it so was. It, not, was okay. it was actually it was a little creepy, but it, thank God it was like in the, during the day in the sun, and it was. Aww. So it wasn't. But it, I just I really felt for him. But we had a, had a funny moment then. I think. <laughs> but, but this, but yeah, <laughs> a thing that gives me this sort of transferred paranoia. I think was uh, one psychiatrist once told me that he. Just because you're paranoid doesn't mean that no one's out to get you. <laughs> and now every every time I hear of a paranoia, yeah. I think about that. So like, of course I'm looking. Yeah, because it doesn't mean that no one's out to get us. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Thank you so much, Hannah, for this conversation. Also for you guys listening. And see you uh, next time. See you next time.